You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. What's going on, fellas? Another episode on its way. Uh, I had the privilege of, of being on this gentleman's podcast early in uh, 2020, so almost a year ago. Um, I think he just marked the the, the 58th episode uh, and putting out one a week. So it's been a year for him, which is a huge milestone. Um, and I was on one of the early podcasts uh, talking about fatherhood, talking about faith, talking about fitness um, and what I consider to be the four pillars of fatherhood. Uh, we we uh, hooked up in a a podcasting group actually uh, where we were kind of trying to promote our podcast. I was just starting mine; he was just starting his, um, and things have kind of blossomed. So I was excited to get a chance to go back and talk to him about his uh, fatherhood because when I was on his podcast, obviously he's interviewing me, um, and I never really got a chance to kind of dive into uh, him and his fatherhood journey um, and kind of see what that was like. Uh, Ernest is the father of five, uh, one daughter, which is uh, his biological daughter and four stepsons. So that is going to be an interesting conversation to have. Uh, Imagine walking into a house with four other men or I'm getting I guess they were boys at the time, but walking into the house and being the man of the house with four other boys who aren't yours um, and kind of raising them as if they are uh, all the way through adulthood. And, uh, you know, the ups and downs of that, I'm sure. Um, so I'm really excited to hear, to talk to him. I know he's doing some some different things now. He's getting into some speaking. Uh, he, he's got some ebooks that are out that I think are really good. It could be really good for us as fathers. Uh, so I'm sure we'll highlight that. Uh, I appreciate, again, you guys for listening. If you aren't already following me or following the podcast, remember it is uh, on Instagram at Forfit Fatherhood, the number Forfit Fatherhood. And, uh, you know, you can always find us on www.forfitfatherhood.com to catch up on all the episodes. Appreciate it. Make sure you guys go like, subscribe, share. Uh, This fatherhood movement is for everyone, right? Don't keep it to yourself. Don't be selfish. All right. Welcome back to the Forfit Fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance and fitness. Uh, and I got another guest with me today, and I'm excited actually to talk to this brother because I was uh, I had the privilege of being a guest on his podcast, and he's now returning the favor for me, and I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit from him. Uh, Ernest James, what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? What's going on? Glad to be here. All right, deal to heal with E James. What's man? What's happening? It's been a while, man. It's been a it's it's been a whew, almost a year, somewhere around there. It's been a long time since we. It's, it's been a little while. <laughs> yeah, while. yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the growth. I'm seeing you doing things with social media, and uh, you're like obviously a man after my own heart. We talk about fatherhood, um, so I, I like to see that that things are, are progressing for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a long journey. Um, still, still working on some stuff. Um, being able to cross over now, uh, even beside the podcast, into some some other things uh, that I'm able to do now. 
Um, got some ebooks out and, and some things like that. But yeah, man, just just plugging away at it, and and uh, always glad to be able to connect with guys like yourself. First of all, guys who I've had on has been the guest on my platform to be able to then and return be a guest on their platform. I'm always uh, blessed to have, to be able to do that because that was one of the things that I was able to do even when I started my podcast, but because I, before I ever started a podcast, the we the way I got into podcasting was someone asked me to be a guest and uh, I ended up doing about six or seven episodes on different podcasts before I started mine. And then once I started mine, I've been able to reach out to uh several of the people who I was on their podcast and have them up as guests on my podcast. So I love that to be able to do that. And so the same thing with you, you know, you came on, uh, was a guest on, on my platform. And so I'm definitely honored to, you know, be able to uh, be a guest on your platform as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, as we mentioned your podcast, can you, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? What's the, uh, what's, what's the topic there? So uh, the name of the podcast is Deal to Heal with E. James uh, Podcast, right? So my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. And so that's the uh, that was the premise of the of the podcast, you know. And so on the podcast, you know, my guest and I talk about different uh, topics and discussion and ways to help us heal in every area of our life. You know, um, I definitely started it uh, with my own journey and being able to share my uh, viewpoint for the things that I've been through. But I will say I haven't been through everything and neither do I want to go through everything. <laughs> so for the people that have have the people that's going through something that I haven't experienced, then I'm able to reach out to, to people like yourself and other coaches and authors and things like that uh, to address those issues. And not only to address it, but bring some kind of uh, uh, solution to whatever um, that, you know, that person, that listener that's caught, that's tuning in for some kind of healing in whatever area that that is, you know, to bring some kind of solution to that. Or if not a solution, at least some help to lead them in the right direction. And so that's the premise of the of the podcast. You know, I, I just come on and I, you know, talk to different ones and we, we try to bring solutions, you know, to the issues that, that we've overcome, but someone else may still be dealing with. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Um, all right. Well, so this is, you know, being a fatherhood podcast, uh, you're obviously a father. How many, uh, how many kids you got? Uh, five kids all together. Um, one biological, which is my daughter. She's the youngest and she just made 19 this year. Uh, so uh, my baby's not a baby no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, uh, I have four stepsons, uh, who are all older uh, than my daughter, uh, uh, early, the oldest is in his twenties, and then it just kind of goes down from there uh, until my daughter, like I said, who's the youngest, who's nineteen. So it's it's a little a, a range of years in between that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, being a dad, uh, a girl dad, uh, like yourself also, but then also uh, being a stepdad, you know, that's a whole nother dynamic. Um, but it's all a part of fatherhood, you know, mm -hmm. and, and being that uh, example you know, to your, your kids and to those kids who you come in contact with, you know, not necessarily being, and I always say, when I talk about fatherhood, I don't necessarily like to just say father, I would say father figure because it's so much more, you know, uh, 
to being a father than just to you taking out time with your child. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of people in general, because even some adults still need, need guidance, you know? And so there's a lot of people who didn't have fathers. And so father figures, it, it, it goes way beyond just your relationship with your own children, you know? And so I always like to say, you know, father figure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I have, uh, I've been kind of, of the, of the mind of telling people a lot recently, um, because of some things on social media. So I got posted some stuff on my, on my Instagram It kind of took off and there's been a lot of comments on it, but, um, you know, there's the struggle with, with a lot of people, the absentee father kind of thing where I didn't have my father around or, you know, single mothers having to raise, uh, you know, raise their, their sons and daughters by themselves. And I keep pointing out that, that, you know, being fathered isn't always biological. Mm -hmm. Um, you can definitely be fathered by, by a stepfather. You can be fathered by, uh, uh, you know, a coach. You can be fathered by, uh, somebody in the community, a pastor, a, a leader, a mentor. Um, fathering isn't just about who gave the DNA, uh, to, to, to bring you life. Although that is your, you know, your, that is your biological father. Um, but there's, there's more to, there's so much more to it. There's so much more to the process of becoming, uh, a man becoming, a woman that is, is bigger than just the biological piece. Even if you have a really present and available and purposeful and intentful father in your life, that is your biological father. There are still other male influences that you'll get um, that will help mold you into who you are. And so it's really important to not ignore those um, and not to, uh, you know, feel helpless. Like you don't, you know, like your father lists completely. Right. Uh, you just may be missing that biological piece. And I, and I think it's, it's a it's a process of learning, right, of learning and, and teaching because, you know, like you said, we focus so much on the father, you know, uh, or absent father. And, and, you know, my father wasn't there as connected to the, um, the biological part of it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but like you said, there – that's why I always say father figure because it's, it's so much broader than that. You know, there are people who have never met their biological fathers, but yet there are were men in their lives who stepped in to, to raise them and to be that influence that they needed, you know, and that to take that space, you know, to stand in that space. And so, you know, we don't, it doesn't always have to be your, your biological father. You know, and sometimes it's unfortunate that it won't be. And sometimes not even no fault to their own. I, I definitely know some people who fathers passed away, you know, and so it wasn't like he wasn't there because he didn't want to be, you know, it just he couldn't because of the situation. And so where does that leave you now? You know, uh, um, but I think also what I talk to when I talk to mothers is that as a mother, you can't be mother and father. You know, you hear that, oh, I'm playing both roles. Yeah, you, you can't play both roles because, you, number one, you weren't designed to play both roles. You know what I mean? There are some roles that you have may have had to, to pick up because of, you know, the lack of, you know, the father being involved or, or whatever. But even with that, it's your responsibility to make sure that there are father figures in the lives of your of your children. You know what I mean? And so I always, I always tell them three things to look for. Look for someone uh, that's already doing the job, right? And so what I mean by that is someone who's already leading, whether it's a, a teacher, a principal, a pastor, a mentor, somebody that's already in that position to be a father figure to others. 
right? And there's plenty of us out here, you know? And so then um, not only that, but then look for someone who has the characteristics that you want to be uh, instilled in your child, you know, whether it's son or daughter, you know what I mean? Because I would say there are a lot of people that will lead, but you want to make sure they're leading in the right, the, the right direction because mm -hmm. there are, you know, guys on the corner that take your, they'll take your son under their, under their wing, you know, but I don't think you want your son to go where they might be trying to lead him. You know right. what I mean? And so finding someone who's already in position to lead, someone who's uh, have the characteristic that you want to be installed in your your child. And then the last one, someone who's uh, who wants the job. So because that's a dynamic too. There, there are guys who volunteer like, hey, I'm a mentor. I want your children, you know, a coach. You know, I want your children. I want to be that uh, person who who uh, uh, installs, you know, these values in your kids. But then there are some who may be, who may have the qualifications to do it, but they don't, they're not necessarily want to be that person, you know? And so if you have, if there's a person that don't want the position, you know, you kind of can't force it on them because it's not going to have the desi desired effect, you know? But like I said, there's plenty of, of organizations, of mentors, of, you know, uh, um, podcasts and, and things like, you know, like this, where you can find those positive role models to be able to pour into your kids. And so as a, as a mother, you know, like I said, I know that there are some roles you may have to pick up, you know, but there's also roles, some roles that you can share just by reaching out to the positive role models that's around all of us, you know, is, is out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I told a, a, a mom the other day that it's, you know, she's like, yeah, I, I'm playing both, you know, I'm father and mother. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, I, I applaud you. Cause that's a tough, that's a tough gig for anybody, but it's like, it's like basketball, right? Like the, the defense is going to move. And sometimes I might have to cover, I'm a, I'm a guard, but sometimes I'm going to, I got to cover the center. That don't make me a center though. Like I'm still, <laughs> I still need to play my guard position. Like just because I had to do it and I did it successfully, doesn't mean that you should. And it doesn't mean that like we necessarily should beat our chest and like promote the fact that because you kind of perpetuates the the idea that fathers aren't needed. And we all can agree that they are um, even in the even in the fact that you felt like you had to pull double duty. If fathers weren't needed, then it would be no double duty. You would just be you. Um, right. and so, so it's really important to the, those things that you just mentioned are really important. I, even the, 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 especially the, the intentional one, because, Women are like, you know, I got my brother is going to be uh, the father figure in his life or my, my father. Your father has he's a grandfather now. He ain't necessarily trying to be the father for little six year old Jerome like he, you know, like he was when you was a kid or your brother is in his 20s. He's going out living his life. He's maybe not showing him the things or, or her the things that you want modeled for your child. Right. Just because they're a male figure doesn't mean they're the right male figure. Um, so it definitely is going to require doing your homework. That's for sure. Um, uh, but they are out there and there, there are, there is definitely a need for it. There's no, uh, there's no, like no way around it, male or female, no matter we have a, a son or a daughter, they both need male influence. Yeah. I, I, just going back to, to what you just said, uh, even with the brothers, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, not too long ago who has uh, a couple brothers. And we were talking about her son, who's now in like his early twenties, you know, and 
um, just having a conversation of where he is and, you know, where he's trying to go and those influences, influences that he need in his life, you know? And so I asked, I said, well, you know, I know you got brothers. I know you got a father, like, you know, nobody's stepping up to that position. And she was like, no, like they don't want to, you know? And so that's what I mean by, you know, so you got to connect with someone who wants the job, you know, because even those that are in position to be a father figure may not want to be one, you know, so whether they are grandfather or uncle, they just want, might want to just stay in that grandfather and uncle role, you know, show up on holidays and, you know, things like that, but not necessarily be as involved as they could be, you know? And so it just finding those, those men that, you know what, you might not be blood, you might not be biological, but you want the job to pour into my child and to, to give him the necessary father uh, mentoring that he needs. Um, but you, we just, we just got to find it. And, but it's out there. And, and that's why I like to just really always say it's out there. You know, we, we don't have to do it alone. You know what I'm saying? The, the women don't have to do it alone. Even as men, we don't have to do it alone because a lot of times just trying to be a father or a father figure. And a lot of us, not necessarily myself, but a lot of guys that I know were raised without their father. And so now they're trying to be fathers and father figures to other young men, but there's still a place uh, in, inside of them that is empty that we have to glean from each other as fathers. When we come together as fatherhood and, and brothers and be able to have our own discussions and bring healing to ourselves, that way, when we step out to be father figures and mentors and coaches to the you know the next generation of young men, we're coming from a place of healing ourselves, you know. And so it's 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 a it's a circle, it's a round circle, and we all got to play our part. Um, but I, I definitely know one hundred percent that we are here. You know, it's not hard to find. We all just like there's there's negativity everywhere. There's positive men. Uh, that's willing to step up in the li in, in the lives of your children and even in the lives of each other. And that's why one of the reasons I love what we're doing now as two men having a conversation, because a lot of times we don't have that uh, safety net within our circles. Um, mm -hmm. And we have to we have to build it. You know, we have to develop it, you know, by being the one to tell our friends, hey, you can talk to me. You know, we can have these discussions. You ain't got to be tough. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I know life beats all of us up. And so you don't have to always present yourself to me as like you got it all together and everything is going good because I'm a man just like you are. And so I know I'm dealing with the same pressures that you're dealing with, but we have to cultivate those rooms and those spaces for us to be just be vulnerable with, with one another, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... I can't I can't uh, disagree with that at all, man. You're right on. Uh, the, these conversations are extremely important um, because I do think fathers kind of just as men in general, one, we we think asking for help or looking for help is weak. Um, and so we try to, like, find our way on our own. But the reality is, is is just like anything else, like when we don't know how to uh, uh, fix the sink, we'll hop on YouTube and find somebody that, that, that can teach us how to do it. It's the same thing, right? We don't know how to answer that question or, or solve that issue that's going on in our family. Reach out to somebody who maybe who has experienced it or might be going through it right now and just a step ahead of you. 
uh, and they can kind of tell you, hey, this is what I did. This is what I did. Don't do that. You know, kind of can tell you the pitfalls to avoid. Um, and hopefully if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're not one of those guys. Um, but I know we all struggle with it from time to time, right? Like you may be listening to the podcast because you're open to the opportunity, but then at the same time, uh, still shy, a little gun shy about actually reaching out because in your community, right? In your community, there's groups of men. Uh, there's, there's mentors, there's coaches that you could be reaching out to. Um, I'm not saying don't listen to the podcast, obviously, but I mean, some, some situations are a little bit more intensive and needs more of a hands-on approach. Right. Um, I got a question for you though, because I I obviously haven't, uh, I haven't gone through this, but I had my, my whole, I guess from the time I was five to the time I was a 17, uh, my mother was, was married. So I had a stepfather and, uh, I know in my experience, I can't say that I know any other way. Um, I know in my experience, you know, as the child in that relationship, um, but, but what is it like being, and I've actually talked to my, my own father about this. Cause he, we, I have two sisters that are not his, but whatever. Um, I'm asking, what is that? What is that like to be first to step into it at the beginning, right? We take us back to the beginning of what it is to, to take on that responsibility of, of being a stepfather. Well, one of the one of the things that I I told my sons in the door, you know, when I came was I'm not trying to take your father's space, right? I'm not trying to take his place, but I will stand in the gap until he shows up. You know what I mean? So their uh, father was around, but not necessarily there. You know, like literally probably thirty minutes away from where we live. You know, no. so always. The door was always open. I remember one. This part was funny when we first started dating. Um, I was at the house, and this just happened. I was at my my wife at the time's house, and uh, we had just started dating. And I had my daughter with me. My daughter again. My daughter was is the youngest. She was only like six or seven at this time, and so uh, I'm at the house, and then their father comes over, the, the son's, her son's father comes over and I'm in the back, right? So I wasn't in the front. So he came in, he's in the living room and my daughter comes out. And so he's like, Hey, you know, he's talking to my daughter and he's like, who, you know, who is this? You know, whose child is this? Cause they only had sons, right? So she's like, so who's this dude, this little girl come from? And so then I came out and I'm like, Hey, so we, we have, we've known each other from beforehand, you know what I mean? So we weren't unfamiliar with each other. And so I came out and we started having the uh, conversation. But that was the first example. But since then, there were times where all of us were. What's going on, y'all? Look, hey, I know you're enjoying the episode so far, and I am too, man. This episode with E. James is phenomenal. Um, he's mentioned a couple times throughout the episode that he has a few ebooks, and I am a huge fan of these ebooks. Uh, one of them, especially because I am a father to daughters, is the core four. This is the four core values every daughter should learn from her father. Along with the core four, there's Males to Men and Forgiving Me. All three of these books are phenomenal books, and I suggest, I highly suggest that you go ahead and take a read. Uh, at the bottom in the show notes, I've got a, uh, I've got the link for you. And matter of fact, if you head over now, you can save five dollars off of each ebook. I'll put the uh, coupon code down at the bottom. Man, check these out. These are actually very, very good books, and uh, I love them myself. We're together. So it's me, it's him, as uh, my wife at the time, it's his wife at the time, you know, where we're all together. And so 
that just goes back to that. Uh, I'm not trying to take your dad's place. You know, like that door is always open for whenever he's able to come around and, and to do whatever, the door is always open. But I will be here in the meantime. Right. And so that was one of the first things that I that I wanted to instill uh, in the boys that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be here. But when your father comes, so there were, there were times where he would come over and he wanted to spend time with them and I would just disappear. You know what I mean? Like because I didn't want it to be uh, almost uh, not necessarily a competition, but you know what I mean? I, just, I wanted to make sure he had all their full attention. You know what I mean? Because when he shows up, this is his time to be in their life. This is his time to show up the way that he's supposed to show up, you know? And so I always made that known. Um, so, but uh, even with that, there still are some challenges as they get older. I came in a picture when my sons were, were really young, you know? And so, of course, just like any child, once they start in the teenage years, you know, then you start having some, some different challenges or whatever. Um, but one of the things I always told them is I'm never going to say or do anything to hurt you. So even though you might not like what I say, or you might not like, you know, the direction that I'm leading you, you know from experience that at the end of it is is your I have your best interest at heart, you know. And so just building that uh, relationship just on those principles, you know, there are going to be times you're not going to like me, and that's okay, and I'm okay with it. You know, but I go back to like one of the things my dad would always say when we were growing up, he would always say, respect me and love your mother. And so I carry that same motto, you know, especially with my sons. Like, yeah, because I know I'm not your biological father. So there's there, there's that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then I'm you're not always going to like what I tell you to do. So there's that. You know what I mean? So you don't have to like it, but respect me. You know what I mean? And as long as we have that respect, then that's going to balance out because as you get older, you're going to realize, oh, okay, he did know what he was talking about. And okay, yeah, I did, shouldn't have went that way. Or, you know, those things, you'll start to figure those things out. But, you know, in those teenage years when you started to figure out that or think you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's where we always have those those bump heads. But again, I think it's, it's all with the relationship that you build, you know, as a stepfather or, or just as a father figure, you know, in general. Like, look, I love you, and I'm never going to do anything to intentionally hurt you. And that has to be set up uh, beforehand. So no matter when those hard times come and those disagreements come and those times come where we button heads at the end of the day, even though we're button heads, you still know that I love you and I got your best interest at heart, regardless whether we agree or not. And so I, I started building that uh, foundation from day one. You know, and so even now it's, it's still the same. You know, all my, of course, like I said, my daughter's the youngest, she's 19. So all my sons are older than that now. And, you know, still trying to figure out, you know, where they stand as, as young men, but it's still that same thing. Like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. You know, uh, they're all now in the process of building a better relationship with their biological father. And I don't have a problem with that. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, and so they don't lean those, lean on me as much now mm -hmm. and that's cool and i tell them but hey just know that at the end of the day if you need anything you know you can call me if anything happened whatever you got my number just pick you up the phone and call me and i'm gonna be there for you and i think once you build that foundation then you, it'll, it'll work out in the end
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the way that you approach it in the beginning is really important. Um, it's really hard to go backwards um, and change things, right? Once you've mm -hmm. set a precedent, so walking into it, I think it. You know, I feel like you did it the right way, right? Obviously, you you guys have have uh, you've you've been the father figure in their life for for this long, um, yeah. so it, it's worked out. And it's always gonna have its ups and downs. Um, I think with me, with my my stepdad, I was like four or five, so probably too young to really remember if we had that conversation, if that conversation was had. Um, and he was kind of, he, was, he wasn't really present. He was there, but he wasn't present uh, mm -hmm. even in, in the household. And so I just really didn't have, it wasn't a bad relationship. Uh, I just didn't have a relationship. You know what I mean? I just, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't remember a time where I was like, I felt like I needed to go to him to talk about something or I felt like, I, you know, if I was in trouble, I was going to, you know, it was it was never that kind of thing. It was just like, you know, uh, and it was at the same time, it wasn't like, oh, that's just my mom's husband. It's really weird. Like, you know what I mean? It's somewhere in the middle there where I was just respectful enough that, I, you know, I, I, I had to call him dad, uh, which wasn't weird to me because I was four when he came into my life. So, well, you know, I hadn't been whatever. Um, so it wasn't weird until I got older. Right. And then like, I started kind of wanting more from him as a, as a man, as I was, you know, in high school dealing with, with, you know, sports and girls and these things. And my dad was back in my life at that time, but it was like still legal visitation. So I could only see him on every other weekend or, a month here in the summer and I was playing sports so that affected it. And so I needed that dad to talk to, and he wasn't there or available. Um, and so I had some resentment towards him during that time. I would say probably my junior senior year. Uh, but other than that, I just really didn't have any feelings about it at all, which, which looking at it back now, I always say I need to go find him and talk to him because him and my mom split up when I went to college. Um, and so I haven't talked to him since. So it's been almost 20 years. Uh, well, it is it has been 20 years. Um, and so I, you know, I, I still talk to his daughters, my sisters, um, but I haven't spoken to him and, and I'm always like, I got to find him someday and, and talk to him before it's too late. Right. Cause he's getting yeah, old. Yeah. I, I think you should do that <laughs> because so in, in our own journeys, right. Uh, as, as men and, and growing, you know, and I was having this conversation with my brother just on yesterday. Right. And so, we don't really realize the part that we play um, because we're just doing what we're supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. We're just, we're in the house, you know, we're doing our responsibilities or whatever. So we don't always recognize the uh, effect that we have on those who um, we love, you know? And so that being said, Sometimes those conversations need to be had, and I and I and, and I say this from from a, a twofold, right? Especially as a stepdad, because there are times that no matter how much you love, you don't necessarily feel loved. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So even mm -hmm. in the lives of of my sons, no matter how much I pour out, there are times when it's like, man, I, I don't feel like it's appreciated, or I don't feel like it's reciprocated. You know what I mean? And so. In the middle of it, you know, you might not address it. You might, you know, as especially as a father, you got to keep you got to keep going. You know, you got to keep moving. But to have those conversations later, especially when they're older, you know, and, and I've had these conversations with, with my sons now um, about 
you know, things that transpired and, you know, what they didn't like, what they did like, and still being able to, you know, now, especially as men, for them to say, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it wasn't all in vain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they didn't express it then, but they express it more now. You know, I appreciate you and things like that, you know, that I'm hearing now that I didn't hear, you know, when they were growing up. And so even with the having a conversation with my own father and, you know, just being able to have a conversation with him about, you know, us growing up and in the uh, trials and tribulations that we went through and hearing some things from his point of view, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, we went through that um, as, let's just say, having lack, you know, there was a times period where we didn't have everything that we needed. Well, from a child, you're like, oh man, you know, dad didn't come through or mom didn't come through. Like we need this and we don't have it. But then as a father, how does that make you feel? You know, when you're doing your best, but you have to watch your children and knowing that they need something that you are not able to give them at that time. Mm -hmm. And to have these conversations year, years later, to hear it from my dad and then for me to be able to reassure him, even in those time periods that, you know, as a child, I may not have understand it, stood it, but as a father now, I understand what you are going through and I appreciate everything that you did. You know, it's, it's never too late to have those conversations. You know, and even though it, it, sometimes we as the child don't really recognize how essential that is, as a father to hear it from your child, you know, that, hey, I appreciate what you did for me. I appreciate the sacrifices that you made, you know, whether you felt like you were supposed to or whatever, I appreciate it and I love you for it. You know, to have those conversations, it, it means the real. So I, I think from both sides um, that you should do that just to have the conversation with him. And there may be some, some things that he can shed light on um, from his perspective, but maybe why y'all didn't have, you know, the kind of relationship that you probably needed. And as a father now, you'll be able to see it more clearly and be able to have a, a relationship now that probably could be, you know, even more meaningful now as a young uh, as a young father yourself than the part it was growing up, you know, because you can see it from from a, both lens. You can see it from the child perspective and you can see it from the father's perspective. And when you guys bring that together, I think that'd be beneficial, really beneficial for you and for him. Uh, I think that'd be a, uh, that should be a good conversation. You know, you might yeah. well want to have him on because I know um, I talked to my dad about coming on on the podcast and us having the conversation. I, I think that's really needed for two to two reasons, and I don't mean to, to drag this out, no, but for two reasons, I, I think that's important. One is it's important to have the conversation, right? It's important to have the conversation, and then if you're able to get it on the podcast or record it, it's a conversation that never dies. You know, there may come a time when one of you may not be able to reach out to the other, but you can always go back to that conversation that you had and pull from it. You know, that, you know, despite what we're going through right now, at this time we had this conversation. So I know how much I meant to him. I know how, you know, I was able to express to him how much he meant to me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it, that having those conversations that lives on and not just for yourself, but even for your, your kids, you know what I mean? Because I know there are, matter of fact, my, my sons, 
their father's father was killed when he was young. So they never knew their grandfather, right? And so to be able to capture those moments and say, you know, this is a conversation that I had with your grandfather. So they're able to see their grandfather in a different light, you know? Right. And I, I think it's I think it's really important for us to do. Um, definitely have those conversations for our own benefit. But if we're able to record it and capture that moment forever, I think it, it definitely adds on to uh, these conversations. It adds on to the conversations for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren to be able to see the kind of men that we were and the love that we share uh, for one another. You know, I, I, I think that's, that'd be a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I got to reach out to him, man. I know I got to do it and, and, uh, and just, you know, see, see how, if nothing else, see how he's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, like I, as an adult and as somebody who's self-aware or, you know, I call myself self-aware, aware kind of like the struggles of the father. Like I know, I know why he wasn't present, right? Like I know his, his father wasn't in his life when he was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he was working overtime all the time. Like he was always at work. And so I know that that when he came home, he was tired. And so he, he was resting or sleeping or whatever. Like I understand it all as an adult. Now I didn't understand it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that, that, uh, that the, those part are parts of it, right? Those are pieces of, of why, he wasn't a present and available maybe the way that I wanted or needed him to be uh, at certain times. And so I've already excused that. And so that's why I think I haven't reached out because I was like, you know, I already understand. I know what's going on. There's no big deal. It's whatever. Um, And, and that's just being lazy, right? Like I just need to go ahead and and, and do it. And the same reason I actually had my dad on the podcast, my actual father on the podcast um, for the same reason. It's like, there's, there's, parts of my life that I just lived through as a kid. And like, I wanted to know his, his perspective on it, his take on it and why he fathered me the way he fathered me and, and learn about my grandfather who uh, was a big part of my young life before he passed away, but he was never a part of my dad's life like that. And so being able to talk to my dad and and share with him my kid like experiences with his dad that he didn't get was really like a really interesting conversation, right? Because he's looking at me talk about his dad with all this light and glory, and he didn't get to have that with his dad. Yeah. Um, so that was a really interesting thing. He was, he, you know, kind of emotional about it because he would have liked to have that or had that with his dad, and he never got a chance to. Um, and I so think yeah, that's I, one of the blessings of of being a, a grandfather, right? Because um, now I have two granddaughters uh, from my two oldest sons, right? And, but that's the blessing of being a, a grandfather is you get the opportunity to make up for what you didn't do with your kids, you know, and uh, some of us take that opportunity, some of us don't, um, but it's a rare opportunity. And it also allows your kids to see you in a different light. Like you said, mm-hmm. your father didn't have that experience, but I'm sure that he values the point, uh, the fact that you were able to have that experience. You know what I mean? And so in some kind of way, like I said, a little weird, but able to live those experiences uh, vicariously through you because, mm-hmm. you know, he was more attentive to you, more there for you than he was with your father. So your father didn't experience it, but he's able to live it through you, through your experience, you know, and even to uh, at some point maybe was able to watch that dynamic of your his father, uh, you know, uh, re- interacting with you. 
you know, in the ways that he didn't. So I think there's even healing in, in that too, but definitely as, as absent fathers, you know, that's a, that's a blessing that we receive, whether we, whether we, a gift should I say that we receive, whether we take it or not, accept it or not, which is to be able to be the father or the grandfather to our grandkids that we were to our children, you know? And so I think that's a, that's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's never too late. Right. I mean, it's never too late until it's too late. Right. Um, and so we always have the opportunity to, to make a better, uh, better decision, better choice, uh, to do some things differently. And, and, you know, fatherhood is one of those things where like, it, it, it's an infinite game, right? Like it's never ending. You are a father from now until eternity, right? Because once you accept that role, uh, and you are given the title father, you're father forever. Like you're a father to your kids. And then even after you're gone, they're going to be saying my father, right? And and after your kids are gone, your grandkids will be saying my father's father, you know, or they'll be saying my great grandfather. They'll be talking about these people they never even met um, because your your legacy is there as a father. Um, and, and for me, trying to continue to be a better father, uh, and a better man, I definitely need to have, you know, those tougher conversations uh, and do some more, you know, more work on myself to kind of continue to figure out who and what and how I can be as a father for my, for my kids. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so you, uh, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, you, your, your father said, <laughs> love your mother, but respect me. Is there any other things that, that, you know, you got from your father that you used in, in your parenting? Um, a, a lot of things, right? And so I, I'm the oldest uh, boy uh, in the family. And so I have three brothers. So it's four of us all together. And we often joke when we watch each other and how we interact with our kids and the different way we see our father in us. You know what I mean? Like the things that we do. And it's like, yeah, dad used to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's un unconscious. Like we didn't even, we don't think about it, but it, because he was such a um, uh, figure in our lives, we picked up these mannerisms as fathers now where we're doing the same things that, that he did and not even recognizing it, you know? And so my dad, uh, definitely hardworking, you know, uh, definitely was big on education and, and going to school and, you know, uh, taking pride in the outcomes of his children, you know. And one of the things that um, one of the things that means a lot to me is there are nine of us, right? We had nine kids. My, my mom and dad had nine kids. And my dad, during some of the hardships that he had, um, fell into depression and things like that. And he started to drink. Um, and we had a lot of down, down times, you know what I'm saying? And, but through it all, he stayed, you know what I mean? With a mm -hmm. wife and nine kids, you know, and struggled with us, you know? And so there's a lot of fathers who bailed, you know, there's a lot of fathers who bailed on one child, you know what I'm saying? Right. But to not only to not bail, but stay, you know what I mean? And doing his up times and his down times, he still stayed, you know, and even up until after, you know, my mom passed away uh, a couple of years ago and even the position that he, he plays now in our life, like he, he's still here. You know what I'm saying? He's still calling. There's still days when 
you know, myself or my brothers or sisters may call them and say, hey, dad, I need this or whatever as adults, because we're all grown now. We're kids. You know what I mean? But there's still times we can call my dad and say, hey, dad, I, I need this. Can you help me do this or whatever? And he still, you know, uh, is there for us. And so that's one of the biggest things, man, just the, the fortitude and to be able to look and say he didn't leave us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so no matter how hard things get, even in your own life, your own marriage, uh, in the lives of your own children, that's one thing we can fall back on and say, yeah, but dad didn't leave. And so if he didn't leave with nine and I only got one biological, you know, five all together, if, I, if he can stay with nine, I can hang in with five. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? To, to remain that father figure to all five of my kids, if he could remain the father figure to all nine of his, you know? And so I think that that's one of the biggest uh, things that I took away from, from my dad, just, just staying, you know, uh, whatever that looks like, whatever that pocket looks like, the good, the bad, the ups and down, but I can look over my shoulder and he's still there. You know what I mean? And, and as a child, and even in, in the lives of my sons and my daughter, you know, they're all, again, young adults now trying to find their way, you know, doing their own thing. But I know that they can look over their shoulder and just knowing that I'm back there. Becoming a male was God's decision, but becoming a man is your decision. As males of all ages take the journey into manhood, there are some choices and decisions that they must make to ensure success in their future. This ebook will provide a starting point from which to create a strong foundation upon which they can build the life they desire and deserve. Makes a difference and, and gives them, uh, you know, ammunition to keep moving forward. And so that's something I learned from my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's dog. I mean, to have and I, I always like I appreciate the fact that you know me and my dad have a great relationship, and he has a great relationship with my with my daughters. Um, and I still feel like even as a grown man, like. Something going on. Hey, dad, what's, hey, can I talk to you for a second? You know, uh, this is going on, that's going on. And, you know, uh, we live like six hours away, but if he was here, I'm pretty sure. I'd be like, yo, dad, let, remember that time you made me paint the fence? Well, uh, mm -hmm. I need to paint the fence. <laughs> Come on over. Let's get these paintbrushes moving. Um, I still feel that. And, and, you know, and it's really cool. And even my, my wife's uh, father, he actually lives with us and his relationship with my daughters is like, they're like best friends, you know, and I, I cherish and I appreciate them for going beyond being a father and being great grandfathers. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to do some of the things that, and I see them doing this stuff. Cause I always tell my daddy soft now, right. Because of the way he treats my daughters <laughs> and I see him trying to like, he, he told me like, he's like, look, I can't, I can't be with them like I was with you because I'm different, right? He's like, I'm older and wiser and smarter. And some of the stuff I did with you, I did out of desperation or I just did because I didn't know better. And he's like, when you know better, you do better. And so hopefully, you know, I can do better by them now that I know what better is. And, uh, and you know, so I really appreciate uh, that in my, from my father. And I'm sure, I'm sure you appreciate the same. Um so you you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier at the kind of at the beginning of the podcast you're you're doing some some outside of your own podcast you're doing some some other things as well some speaking and some ebooks uh, what you got going on there I'm, I'm interested to know uh, I got several things 
going on. Um, so I got the eBooks. Uh, the website is eBooksbyEJames.com. So I made it real simple. You know what I mean? <laughs> eBooksbyEJames.com. I have three eBooks uh, available right now. So the first one is called uh, Males to Men, uh, which deals with mm. the young, uh, the transition from young men into uh, manhood. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's the first one. The second one is called uh, The Core Four which is the four core values that every daughter should receive from her father. Right. And so it breaks down, you know, at its core. And I think this is a book that's good for daughters and fathers, right? Because you're able to, at his, at his minimum, you know, as a father, as a minimum, what should I be giving to my daughter? What should I be instilling? What values should I be instilling in my daughter? And so that, that ebook kind of deals with those four core values. Um, that you should be giving to your daughter and that your daughter should be looking to receive. And I think it's also important for, when we go back, we're talking about the the uh, mothers who may be raising their daughters uh, uh, alone. And again, looking for those uh, male figures to be father figures in the lives of their children that also gives them, okay, these are the four core values that he should have. And so when you're looking for the kind of uh, man that you want to be a uh, father figure to your child, you have something to go off of to say, okay, does he check out for these boxes? Uh, the last one is a, a book called Forgiving Me, The Four Steps to Self-Forgiveness. And so one of the things that I've been blessed to be a part of uh, this year is I was blessed to connect with an organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And we can, you can find them at forgivenessmission.com. And what we started doing, we were having, we had a, uh, a virtual workshop that's dealt with forgiveness uh, at the beginning of the year. And it was really successful. And in the middle of us, you know, after doing it, we have a conversation and we're like, you know what, we need to do this more often. And so we start doing it every quarter. So now we're doing it four times a year, you know, um, but we're having these conversations on forgiveness. What is what is forgiveness? What does it mean to forgive? Forgiveness of others, forgiveness of yourself, and forgiveness of uh, forgiveness and wellness. How does it affect you? Uh, affects your body to carry unforgiveness. You know. And so we're having those conversations. So in the midst of that, one of the uh, in the midst of one of the workshops that we were doing, a young lady asked, "Well, how do I begin to forgive myself?" You know, I'm 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 in the space of forgiveness, well, how do, how do I do that? And so in the midst of that explanation, what I told her was, look at the word self as an acronym. And so the S will stand for season of life. What season of life were you in when you made this decision that you're holding yourself accountable for now? You know, um, the E will stand for the emotional state. What emotional state were you in when you did it? Right. So I always give the example about the time period in which my mom passed away. I was going through a deep depression and stuff in that time period. So my emotional state, I may have made some decisions that now, you know, I might not be proud of. But if I take in consideration where I was emotionally at that time, then I can forgive myself. You know? And so the L stands for limited information. Basically, sometimes we make decisions because we don't have all the facts. And then the F. Uh, would simply be able to forgive yourself by giving yourself grace by acknowledging that at that moment you were doing the best that you could, you know. And so it dives a little bit more into into that, but that is that's what it is. Um, I'm for, forgiving me, 
the four steps to self-forgiveness. So those are the eBooks uh, that's available. Um, and then the other part is the, the speaking to get into the, the place where now I'm um, approaching schools to come in and speak to students, um, organizations, whether it's teachers, conferences or whatever, you know, to be able to come into those spaces and uh, give words of uh, inspiration or to address whatever issues that they may be um, dealing with at that time to be able to, again, to try to bring solutions like we do with the podcast, you know, but now try to do it in person. So that's, that's where I'm at. That's the, that's the trifold uh, triangle of my business. The podcast is a public speaking and, and workshops. And then there's also the uh, merchandise, whether it's the t-shirts, um, whether it's the um, eBooks or whatever that is, you know, as far as merch, that's the, triangle um that i have for my for my business all three points so yeah so that's what i'm doing I'm trying to step out there and and be great you know what i mean and, and make uh make a lasting impression on this on this real yeah 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 i definitely got to grab those ebooks man I, I, they sound like uh you know like i said i'm always trying to expand and grow as a father and as a man and, and those sound like books that i need uh, so I'm definitely going to be heading over to ebooks e by e james uh for yeah. sure uh to get to get them um so I, I got I got <clears throat> I got three questions for you. Okay. Um, this is a, a, a fatherhood podcast. Obviously, we've been talking about fatherhood and fathers and and, and all that. But um, I haven't really asked you, uh, and this is interesting because I ask this question in every episode, but but I always seem to get different answers, and I have my own theory as to why. But but um, I'm curious to know what does fatherhood mean to you? It is that. So it's that journey. Um, it's a journey that we're on, and it's kind of a, a, a journey of passing the baton, right? Because we are raised by our, our own fathers, uh -huh. right? And so it's going from the person who's receiving fatherhood to the person who's becoming a father, and then the person who's now pouring into the next generation. And so it's that uh, transition from son to father to dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so in that, I just believe that, you know, you're always learning uh, what that means to be a, to be a father. And so as you're learning, you're passing that information that you're becoming to learn on to the next generation. So that even if it's just in your bloodline, the, the uh, example of fatherhood will continue to get better and better and better with it, with each generation. And so um, that's the way I see it, you know, taking the things that we learned, uh, the things that was poured into us as sons, uh, the things that's continued to be important to us as fathers and taking those same things and pouring those lessons into our sons uh, so that we can get better with, with each generation. Right. Right. OK. OK. Um, all right. So here, here's a here's a second question. And actually, it's kind of a two part question. Um so you're getting into speaking now, right? So let's say we, uh, we booked you for a gig. Uh, we, you know, we have you come out and we got a, a room full of, full of people, right? Um, inside that room is, is all men. They're all fathers. Uh, what, what message would you want them to hear? Show up, show up and be still. You know what I mean? Uh, regardless of what that looks like. And like I said, even in my own father's life, you know, like I said, it was nine of us. You know, he could have easily bailed and just be like, hey, it's just me, you know, but he didn't. And 
during those ups and downs, you know, as a son mm -hmm. uh, and as a father myself now, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? That no matter what, he didn't bail. You know, he didn't he didn't leave us, you know, no matter how hard it got. And so that would be my message that I, I have for fathers, man. Just show up, man, and, and be there, whatever it looks like, you know. Uh, and sometimes you have to fight for that right. You know, maybe you and the mom is not on good terms or whatever that looks like. Well, you got to deal with it, you know. And, and even with that, speaking from a place of, of, of my own personal uh, experience, because when me and my daughter's mom got divorced, of course, there was some friction even with that. But it's like, I, what, what's the alternative? You know what I mean? Not being in my daughter's life, that's unacceptable. Because, again, I only got one. My father had nine. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, whatever that details, whatever fight that I have to fight in order to stay and stand in that pocket, I, I got to do it. You know, and so that's be my main message, man. Show up and stay and stay. You know, whatever that means, just just stay in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? And and fulfill that that void, fulfill that need, fulfill that responsibility that you have as a father. Just just stay in there. I like it, man. Show up. Be still, stay in that pocket. I love it. I love it. All right. So we, we book you. I mean, that was, a, you, you killed it on that one. So we book you again for, for a second, a second time to come out and speak um, a little bit smaller room, a little bit more intimate venue. Um, you walk out on stage and there's, there's only five people in the crowd. Uh, and those five people are your children. Uh, what's the message that you want them to hear? First of all, I, I love you. Right. So that has to be known up front because as a father, you're not going to always agree with me, right? As a father, you're not always going to be able to see what I see, right? Because you're young and you're ambitious and you want to see what the world has to offer. Well, I can see that, you know, some of the things that uh, the world has to offer may not be in your best interest and you might not be able to recognize that up front, you know? And so knowing number one, I love you. And number two, I always have your best interest at heart, despite how that may make you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not like me at sometimes. It's okay. You know, you might not agree with me at some time. That's okay too. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're going to know anything I said or did in your life, I did because I love you and I always have your best interest at heart. And I think that uh, in the midst of that growing season from those teenage years to probably when we about 25 to 30, where we're still figuring things out and our kids are figuring things out uh, on their own. You know, that's that time period when, you know, we all feel like we know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I know what's best for me. I know what I want, you know? Okay, cool. But I'm going to tell you what's right. I'm going to tell you, don't go down that street, whether you think that's the street you want to go anyway, you know, and whether you listen to me and don't go down that street, or when you go down that street and fall into a hole, you know that I'm there to pull you out of that hole and, and you learn from that. Uh, even if you go that way and you were able to avoid the hole, you know, still understand and know that even though you went against what I told you to do or what I suggested that you do, I still have your best interests at heart and I still love you. And you can always fall back on that, whether you we're at a time where we're not talking, where we don't agree, where we're button heads. No matter how the situation presently is going, that foundation will always be, you know, I love you and you know, I have your best interest at heart. 
And so no matter what the ups and downs is, when it all when the dust settles, that foundation is is secure. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Um look, bro, I, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to to share with us to to because there's some really good stuff in here, man. I mean you had, you dropped some gems on us that that I think that was really important um to hear for everyone, for a father at every stage of the game, right? I think, I think I haven't read them yet, but I think the eBooks are going to be uh, invaluable to someone on their journey to, to being a better father um, for some, some, for a man, right? Becoming more of a man, because a lot of us were, were kind of raised to be men by men who weren't yet raised to be men. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's always that room for growth and, and going from, from a boy to a man and, and, and embracing that challenge um, even later in life uh, is difficult without guidance. Right. And so um, I think, I think everything that you're doing is, is super, super important. And uh, I appreciate you for it. not only that, but then also taking the time out of your day to, to come and, and share with us, uh, on this podcast, because like I said, somebody is going to be touched by it. Uh, somebody's going to hear these words and, 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 you know, go out and be a better man, be a better father, uh, be a better husband, uh, be a better employee, right? Because, uh, you know, rising tide raises all boats and you become a better man mm -hmm. and all those other things are affected because of it. So again, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm saying thank you for those that are listening because they can't say thank you. Um, but right. those of you that are listening, uh, make sure you you go and follow um, and, and listen to the podcast and go show your love and support. Um, speaking of, if they wanted to uh, to reach out to you, they want to find you, uh, how would they go about doing that? Uh, first of all, uh, they can go to the website because the website is up. Uh, the website is dealhealfulfill.org, right? So that's dealhealfulfill.org. And um, they can find me there. And when you go there, uh, it have all the information as far as uh, contact information. Also, it had the links to the eBooks and uh, uh, the T-shirt line and the information about the podcast can all be found there. Um, outside of that, if you go to YouTube, on Facebook, um, TikTok, any social media, and you look up Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, you'll find me there. Um, and so that's, that's why I'm very uh, easy to find. I try to, I try to make it simple um, because I, I, I lead with my mission. And again, my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, deal with the problems, hear from the pain and fulfill their purpose. And so with that, everything else was built around that. So it's deal to heal uh, with EJ's podcast, deal to heal tees for the t-shirts, um, you know, uh, eBooks by E. James is a little different in the name, but the mission is still the same, you know? And so, uh, yeah. So if you just look up deal, deal, heal, fulfill.org, um, you definitely can find me there. But as far as the podcast, uh, deal, uh, deal to heal with E. James podcast on any social media, um, you should be able to find me there. All right. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Um, I'll let you get back to your day. But again, thank you for sharing the time with us. I really, really sincerely appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to grabbing those books and, and diving in. I'll let you know uh, how they impacted and, and, and uh, affect my life. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And again, let me say uh, thank you, first of all, for being on the podcast, to being, for being my guest, and then for also allowing me to uh, grace 
you know, uh, your podcast and, and try to add value to the best of my ability uh, to your listeners. And then again, I appreciate the work that you do again as fathers and just as men to cultivate these uh, areas and these spaces where we can come and, and learn from each other and be vulnerable with each other and, and grow together and know that it's okay to put that, put our guards down, you know, and be cool with each, each other. Then we put those capes back on and, and go out to make a difference in the lives of those who we, uh, who we interact with, but we always have to have these safe spaces. And so I appreciate you for providing a safe space for us to, to come together and to grow. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. I'm a, I'm a, Sign off here, and then uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be blessed. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood the number four and the letter U on you can call me coach. Uh, Go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.